of the JP Hoops podcast presented by Book It Sports. As always, it's your boy Justin Pora. It is Tuesday, February 23rd. We now have the full All-Star Game rosters. That is all this episode is going to be about. We'll break down the starters, the reserves, the snubs, you name it. We're going to be talking about it. And then we will have, just so everybody knows, we had technical difficulties getting the episode out on Friday, so that's why there was none. So to make it up to the valued listeners of the podcast, we have the All-Star Special today, Tuesday night on February 23rd. There will be a full episode, very similar to the Tuesday episode, tomorrow, February 24th on Wednesday, and then we will be back on schedule for Friday, February 26th. As always, podcast brought to you by the great people over at Book It Sports. Go get the Book It Sports app. Give them a follow on Twitter at Book It HQ. And uh, the podcast and Book It have a lot of fun stuff coming up, especially next week. All-Star game taking up, you know, there's only going to be one game played in a week-long span. We got something that I think the fans are going to like coming up for next weekend, so be on the lookout for that. All right, now let's let's talk about this NBA All-Star game. This is going to be a quick episode. We're just going to break down the All-Star game rosters, the snubs, just all the conversations surrounding it. And for the most part, with the starting lineups, I think there was one... Very little mistake made for each team. And the smaller mistake is in the Eastern Conference where Kevin Durant was named the captain of his team. I think that honor should have went to Joel Embiid. At this point, you know, the Sixers only a half game over the Nets for that one seed. And Joel Embiid has played significantly more than Kevin Durant. And for those that don't know, the Eastern Conference All-Stars are for the starting lineups. Joel Embiid, Captain Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving starting at point guard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the back-to-back MVP, also in the starting lineup, along with Bradley Beal, the scoring leader in the NBA. So I think, you know, the rest of those four guys deserve to be there. Uh, I think the only other argument you might be able to make is James Harden over Kyrie Irving, because... Harden has kind of alphaed Kyrie since coming over to Brooklyn, which is something I'll get more into on the Wednesday podcast. But for the most part, I mean, Kyrie was in the Eastern Conference for the entire season. He was leading the guards for Brooklyn before James Harden got there. So that's why I don't have a problem with it. And, uh, you know, Embiid having an MVP caliber season, not missing many games, especially when that's something he's been known to do in his past. You thought maybe he would have been able to get that captain distinction, but you have to remember it's also a fan voting thing as well, and that's what gave overall Kevin Durant the nod over Joel Embiid. Western Conference starters, LeBron James, the captain, no surprise there. I think every year where the captain has been implemented. He has been the captain, whether for the Eastern or Western Conference. And joining alongside him is Kawhi Leonard, Stephen Curry, uh, Nikola Jokic, and Luka Doncic. And the problem on this side, and I was more upset about it when it first came out than 
I am now, even though I still think it was the wrong decision, is that Luka Doncic got the starter nod over Damian Lillard. And if you look at their stats this season, they are very, very similar. Uh, Lillard averages one point more per game. Doncic averages more assists and rebounds. But, you know, Portland has a better record right now than Dallas. Dame's shooting better from three. Luka's shooting better from the field. It's very, very close. But I think when you talk about the All-Star game, there's a respect factor that works into it. And Damian Lillard is a guy who, coming up in the league, has been snubbed from All-Star teams in the past. And he never really got the recognition I felt he's deserved as a player. He is a veteran now and I think is widely considered a top three point guard in the sport right now. And Luka right now is in year three trying to earn his way up the totem pole. And I think a lot of what's happening to him is he's getting the benefit of the doubt of being, you know, the guy from overseas on a Mavericks team that had a good story that won a couple of games they shouldn't have won last season. And despite the slow start this season, Luka has, you know, a night once a week where he puts up 40 and 10 and all this stuff. And I just think when you look at the consistency of play, the dues that each of these guys have put into the league, not only this season, but up to their entire careers, I think Damian Lillard deserves that all-star game start, something that he hasn't had since he's entered the league. And I think it's something he's very deserving of having. So it, it stinks. Because I think Damian Lillard is that dude and he deserves it. And, you know, for him not to be a starter in this year's All-Star game, yet definitely be considered more of an MVP candidate right now than most players in the NBA, especially Luka Doncic, uh, just because of how these guys have started the seasons off. I think it's a bit unfair, but of course Damian Lillard made it in as a reserve. So how mad could I really be? Other than that, though, I think that the starters were right. Uh, of course, that was the mix of the fan, the player, and the media voting, where it all compiled into uh, the top 10 players in the league that are starting this year's All-Star game. So now, let's get to the reserves. This is where the issues really start to reside. This is where the politics of the NBA really just start... To bother me, because there are some players in the league that, you know, we can't get over just being in these games, being great. I just don't understand it. So let's start with the Western Conference. Damian Lillard. I think everyone who listens to the podcast or has watched a second of NBA basketball would say all-star. Donovan Mitchell, all-star this season. Rudy Gobert, all-star this season. Both of those guys, numbers might not be out of this world, but they lead the first place Utah Jazz. They're the two best players on the team. To fit the guard and the big slot, can't have a problem with it. Zion Williamson, second year, having a very good season. One of the best field goal percentages in the league. He had a huge nationally televised game on Sunday against the Boston Celtics, I don't have a problem with him getting in the game. Anthony Davis, 
has now missed a handful of games. Even when he was playing, his numbers were never really great on an Anthony Davis level. And, you know, I just don't see it. Yes, he was averaging 22.5 points per game, shooting over 50% from the field, and not double-digit rebounds. He's only at 8.4. I don't know. Nothing special to me. I understand him being in there because the Lakers second seed in the West. Of course, there's all the notion that the Lakers were in the NBA Finals last year. They won the NBA Finals last year. So, I guess we'll take it. Paul George gets the nod because the Clippers have been playing very well, especially recently. They're now tied with the Lakers for second in the Western Conference, both behind Utah. Yes, he plays a second fiddle to Kawhi Leonard on that team, but he's still having a a very good year. One of the better years of his career, quite honestly. Uh, 24.5 points per game, over 50% from the field, 47% from three, which is remarkable, 89% from the strike, uh, six rebounds, five and a half assists, good on defense, Clippers playing really well. Okay, like we get it. So the biggest problem to me, now we have Chris Paul. And yes, everything that I'm going to say in credit to Chris Paul has to do with the success of the Phoenix Suns. 20-10, and 10, fourth place in the Western Conference. The team has gotten significantly better since Chris Paul joined them in the offseason. There's no doubt about that. But if you are going to select a player from the Phoenix Suns this year to represent the team in the All-Star game, how in the hell is it Chris Paul over Devin Booker? Someone has to explain it to me. Devin Booker, averaging over 8 points more per game, 24.7 compared to 16.6. He is shooting 2 percentage points better From the field, he is making one and a half more three pointers per game. The only categories of real relevance that Chris Paul has the advantage over Booker in is rebounds, assists, and steals. But every other major category minutes played, field goal percentage, three pointers made, efficient field goal percentage. Free throws per game, points per game, they're all by Devin Booker. And he is the clutch shot maker, shot taker on this team. Yes, Chris Paul could also do it, but it isn't him. It's Devin Booker. And it was the same thing last year where he should have made it and he only had to come in as a reserve. Look, he's going to be on the All-Star team. So when you want to go to this rant and say, Justin, what are you talking about? Yes, he's going to be in the game. You're going to see him in a jersey playing the game. That's only because Anthony Davis isn't. He deserves to get the nod on his own because he is having an all-star season. And now it's going to say he's a fill-in. That's not fair to Devin Booker. He deserves the recognition. And I love that all of the big NBA players are protecting Devin Booker and debating on his behalf. LeBron James said 
he's the most disrespected player in the league. C.J. McCollum, who of course he's Damian Lillard's boy, he said that Devin Booker is cold and deserves to be on the All-Star team. Jared Dudley, who's been in the league for 25 years it seems like, and has seen all of these players coming up, said, damn, it is unreal that this kid isn't going to be an All-Star selection. I don't get it. And I would put him over Anthony Davis at this point as well. Because he contributes more to his team's success than Davis does this season to the Lakers. Because it's LeBron James winning those games. It's not Anthony Davis who is doing it this season. It's not Chris Paul who's doing it this season. It's LeBron. But in this case, it's Devin Booker. And yes... You could say Chris Paul's value to the Suns is greater because, look, you have to be frank, the Suns last year with a very similar roster, minus Chris Paul, were not as good as they are this year. But Chris Paul is a very nice complementary piece to what is one of the better backcourts in the league. I think there has to be more respect on Devin Booker's name because to me it's flat out insane that they select Paul to represent the Suns over Devin Booker. Really makes no logical sense to me. I I don't understand it. However, you know, I mean, look, Devin Booker's going to be in the game and if he was in for either Anthony Davis or... um. Uh, Chris Paul, they would be in the game over Davis because of Davis's injury concerns. So, whatever. I- I'm not happy about it, and I think there is a real debate to be had, and it's not fair that when you look at Devin Booker's name, there's going to be an asterisk, and it says playing for the injured Anthony Davis. That's not right. He has been doing it now for a couple of years. He deserved it last year, only got it as a fill-in, and he deserves it this year, and it's going to be the same case scenario. It makes no sense to me, but it is what it is. Looking at the Eastern Conference, there's not too much to debate. Obviously, James Harden's going to get the nod. Obviously, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to get in. They're both having, you know, Great scoring seasons. The Celtics, while they don't look the best at this current point in time, sixth place in the Eastern Conference, I think, you know, they're both doing it. And in the Eastern Conference where bodies are slim, yes, they're going to get in. Ben Simmons, to me, is the only really obvious one that was going to get in uh, with the other three in Harden, Tatum, and Brown. Zach Levine, I'm very happy to see him in here. The Bulls are sneaky eighth place. Wow, eighth place in the Eastern Conference. And he's having a career season. He's top six right now in the entire NBA in scoring. Uh, And, you know, whenever they have a closely played game, it seems like he's hitting the biggest shots possible. And they look like the most unlikely shots possible. So uh, credit to him on what has been a terrific season so far, and he deserves the recognition. How about Julius Randle being the first Knicks All-Star since Carmelo Anthony? And I brought up Julius Randle, and when I did bring him up, I said maybe when the Knicks kind of came back down the 
earth and we're out of the playoff race, he would be traded to a contender. Well, right now, it doesn't look like that's the case for the New York Knicks because they're playing pretty good basketball. They are seventh in the Eastern Conference. Julius Randle averaging 23 points, 11 boards, five and a half assists per game, and shooting the ball very efficiently absolutely deserves an all-star nod. And it's great to see the wonderful city of New York being represented after years of absolute misery. And I know a lot of Knicks fans were going to be angry if he didn't get in. I think, uh, you know, he was probably the second worst player on this Eastern Conference team, probably the second worst all-star in general. But I'm happy to see him and Levine get in. Nikola Vucevic also gets in. I mean, I think he was better last season than he is this year, but his numbers are still incredible. 24 points per game, 11 and a half rebounds. Uh, It's fair for him to get a nod. The Magic have been way worse this year than they were last year. Uh, They're five games under 500. As a Heat fan, obviously I would have liked that spot to go to Bam out of Bayou. I think he's been the best player on the team, even when Jimmy Butler is on the court. I think he's easily the Heat's most important player, and I I wish he would have gotten that recognition. I don't think everyone's going to look at Trey Young. Why didn't he get in? You know, the Hawks are not good. They're four games under five hundred. And, yes, Young was an all-star game starter last year, but, you know, he's playing a little worse than he was last year. And he just kind of hucks the three ball now. It's, um... I mean, yes, he's averaging more points per game at uh, 26.9, but his uh, three-point percentage, not necessarily great. When you're taking six threes a game, you hope to get a little more than two and a half. I still would rather have Jalen Brown in the game, you know, because as a second option to score 25 and a half points per game is incredible, and the team actually has success. Uh, so, I mean, I would have liked to see Trey Young in over Nikola Vucevic, but, you know, you got to get your big guys in there. And that's why I think the only other person that could have been in for Vucevic was Bam Adebayo. And, you know, the numbers certainly don't stack up that way. So, not too much to be upset with in the East. I just, I cannot believe that Devin Booker did not get in. Uh, my goal was to record this live with NBA on TNT, but... Shams Karnia got the scoop a half hour early, so now I'm just kind of recording my thoughts as they're processing in my mind. Oh, I had another name that should have been in for Nikola Vucevic, and that's my man. I've been gassing him up all season, DeMontis Sabonis. The Pacers are still the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. I say the Magic are five games under 500. The Pacers one game over 500. Fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Zabonis averaging 21.5 points per game. Same amount of rebounds as Vucevic. He's shooting the ball more efficiently. Over 50% per game. I think he deserved to be in over Vucevic as one of the uh, front court players to be in. But, you know, I, I, I can't understand it. The That was the one I was most upset about. It kind of crossed my mind. Again, I'm just kind of ranting along here. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's crazy to me. I, I know Devin Booker is going to be in the game, but it really does just suck that he is going to have an asterisk next to his name 
come March 7th when we're all watching the game being played. It stinks, um, but it's just how it is. Other honorable mentions that, you know, could have definitely been considered, but overall just, you know, there's a certain criteria you have to meet, and especially when you look at the guys that got in, it's kind of tough to compete. Brandon Ingram, uh, 24 points per game, 47% shooting. Not as, I guess, flashy as it was last year, but uh, I think Zion's now the clear like power number one guy on that team, and especially with how efficiently Zion shoots the ball. He shoots it at freaking 61% from the floor. You know, you're not going to get in over him. And that's kind of the same situation to me. If you're going to have one player represent this team, it might as well be the team's most exciting and best player, Zion Williamson over Brandon Ingram. It should have been Booker over Chris Paul. Jeremy Grant's having a great season for Detroit. Detroit's just so bad that, you know, if they just had anyone above average, I think they would they would have really good numbers on this team. I mentioned Trey Young, Bam out of Bayou. Uh, could have gotten some more consideration. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander was never going to make it in the West, but he's having a great year. De'Aaron Fox, kind of the same situation. Uh, I think, you know, uh, Chris Paul, if Devin Booker was in over Chris Paul, Chris Paul would have been the next guy in who would have replaced Anthony Davis uh, when it officially gets ruled out that he won't play in the game. But... I just, oh man, it's just the asterisks. You're going to see the asterisks and and it's not going to make sense. But I think right behind Chris Paul would have been De'Aaron Fox for me. And I think for the Eastern Conference, it's clearly uh, Trey Young for the guards. I think the only real debate was him over Jalen Brown. And then, of course, you have Zabonis and Vucevic. And bam, you could kind of throw in there as well. Bam's numbers aren't as great as they may seem. But I think that's that really covers it. You know, I saw some Instagram posts that, oh, maybe Chris Middleton got snubbed and Gordon Hayward got snubbed. No, man. We want to see the best players. We want to see guys that make us excited to watch. I am so hyped that Zach Levine and Julius Randle are in this game. Because they play in big markets, they're exciting players, and the teams are actually doing well for once. So it's good that they're going to be in the games. Uh, You know, the Devin Booker thing just keeps bothering me. That'll be the big takeaway from this. But uh, thanks for listening to my All-Star Game Selection rant. I'm going to have a full episode. I'll be recording that in the wee hours of the morning Wednesday on the 24th. And that episode will be available. Then we're back on schedule come Friday. So thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. We'll talk to you next time.